Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following is paid commercial programming. The content and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi, and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. Aboard! <laughs> You're on the crazy train! Welcome to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Well, it's 6 o'clock on a Saturday morning, and you know what time that is. It's time to hop on board the crazy train. So get your tickets punched. (laughs) <laughs> and join us here on the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. We come to you every Saturday morning, as you know, from 6 to 8 a.m. We are live. We are unrehearsed. That's why it's kind of, it gets kind of wacky. You never know what you're going to get on this show. Kind of like Forrest Gump's box of chocolates. But anywho, um, if you want to get in touch with us, be part of the show, just give us a call at 414-799-1250. That's 799-1250. And uh, if you don't want to go on the air, you can always email us live at the Smokies Muskie Bait and Tackle inbox at ceoguys at yahoo.com. That's ceoguys at yahoo.com. So he's Dan Bush. I'm Tom Neubauer. Sam Schmidt is on the board over here. Schmitz. Sorry. Schmitz. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Close enough. Hey, at least I'm not calling him Wes, Wes or whatever. Yeah, Wesley J. Dangerfield. Wesley Danger. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, okay. So you're all set, Danny, huh? You got the you got the headgear on. Yep. Got the Plug glasses. Yeah, you're all set. Got my glasses here. And uh, what do you want to talk about today, Tom? Well, there's all kinds of stuff to all talk about. Stuff. We, we got stuff to talk about, but... Uh, we are later on in the show, folks. We're going to be giving away two free tickets to the Muskie Expo out there at Washington uh, County at the Washington County Fairgrounds. That's going to be taking place on February. Put on your grass. Yeah, fourteenth, fifteenth, and sixteenth. And uh, this is a. These are two three-day passes. Costs like twenty bucks. You can go every day for three days. Wow! So we got two of those to give two away this three week. Day passes. Yeah, later on in the show, and then we got two to give away next week. So we'll be giving away some of those, and maybe we'll talk a little bit about it. But there will be an ad for the Muskie Expo during the show, so you gotta listen for that. The Great Muskie Show. Maybe I'll sing a little jingle that's or something. That's the Canada show. How could you tell? <laughs> the Great Muskie Show. That's, they say it's the all great Come on Canada up today show. and see. Yeah. Those Muskie shows are great, though. They are fun, you I, know, especially for a person who, who let's say, uh, wants to get into muskie fishing. If, 
if you want, if you've been thinking about it, you will be convinced. Once you once you go there, and you see all those pictures of giant fish, and maybe some of the mounts. I'm sure what the Lax and Fatante are normally out there with some of their beautiful mm-hmm. mounts. And uh, even though my buddy Dan Johnson does just as good, but that's beside the point. It's a great place. Uh, you'll probably meet some outfitters, guides, oh, a lot uh, of speakers. guides. And a lot, a lot of guides, a lot of lure manufacturers. Uh, you can usually get good deals at the muskie shows, you know, get a better price. Imagine Bill Schwartz yeah. will be there with some Probably. super slammers. Yeah, sometimes he comes out with custom colors. Yep. And that you just can't find in a store. He just, it's like, it's like Schwartz is like the mad scientist, you know, when he starts making these weird colors. Right. He's sitting down there, you know, mixing colors, spraying them. <laughs> Last year... Uh, it's interesting. Every year it's kind of fun when you're out, you know, trolling out on uh, Pewaukee for the muskies, and I use his slammers a lot in some, in a few old, old, old Bagley's. But uh, it's interesting because <clears throat> color patterns have kind of changed, you know, mm-hmm. not necessarily year to year, but sometimes one color pattern, like like his black sucker pattern, when he was on our show years ago, he had told me that was his hot one, and I went mm-hmm. out and caught like two muskies the first morning i tried it and that was really good for a long time but uh these last couple of years there's been some other col- color patterns which of course i'm keeping top 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 secret mm-hmm. in fact my brother picked up one of his custom colors up in oshkosh at some yeah. place and he says here if this color you're using is going to work this should work and sure enough first time out caught one with my brother's slammer of course he gives it to me because i Take them out and he catches fish. Mm-hmm. So that's a trade off. Yeah. Gets me stuff. Here, Gotcha Slammer. That works. Yeah. That works. That works. But yeah, great bait. So if you go to the Muskie Show, um, bring your checkbook. Of course, does anyone carry checkbooks anymore, Tom? I don't think so. I don't think plastic, people carry right? a lot of checkbooks. Mostly plastic or cash. Oh, and I, I, I saw in the news where they're going to make it a law where, because you know, there's some of these stores that are. Uh, no cash store or no cash only cash only stores you can't unless you want to buy something it's cash only right well they're going to make it a law that they can't be cash only they got to accept credit cards now it's like well wait a minute what if the store owner what if i mean it's up to him to decide if he wants cash only or deal with credit cards if he wants to lose the business from people with debit cards and credit cards well isn't that up to him well, I'll tell you, I was I was really aggravated because I went to a, a Woodman's store oh, a month or so ago and to pick up my buddy Troy Woodrow's uh, Cafe Rumba. Some mm-hmm. of the gosh darn good Cafe Rumba is a gift for people for Christmas. And I go, th- I got like, you know, four bottles worth, 80 bucks worth. I'm at the checkout or maybe a hundred bucks worth. Yeah. And I got, they wouldn't take credit card. Huh? No, they wouldn't take the credit card. They would only take... I think it was Discover that they would take. I use Discover or Cash at the Woodman's, but they would not take my uh, um, Visa or Mastercard. Yeah, I had a debit card that was like yeah. a Mastercard. Yeah. No, they wouldn't take it. So there you are, in front of a big line of people. So I had to run across the parking lot to. Fortunately, my credit union, Lakeshore Credit yeah. Union, was there, or Landmark Credit Union. Yeah, one same same thing, and went and got some cash and came back. But yeah, I I I don't know what it is. Do they do merchants pay like a fee? Yes. I guess they do oh, pay yeah, a they fee. Do. Uh, usually Mastercard, Mastercard, and Visa are like three percent. So like whatever you're buying, 
It costs them three percent for you to buy it if you use a credit card or debit. So, like, card. if you buy a hundred bucks worth, costs them three dollars. Yes, and uh, and uh, American Express is five percent, and I think Discover is two. So, but yeah, they 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 pay. That's why a lot of places don't like people using credit cards and debit cards because that costs them money. But here's the thing: I go, to, we go to a Woodman's. Well, wait, how every... about debit? That shouldn't cost them money because that goes direct from your account as opposed to going through like. Yeah, that's okay. that's true, but I think it has something to do that it still goes through electronically. Something I don't know, but here's the thing: my wife and I, we we go Ask to the Wesley Woodman's out. In, back you're here. talking He's... over me. Okay, sorry. My wife and I go out to uh, the Woodman's out in Waukesha, and they accept Visa, Mastercard. Debit cards. That's the one I was at. Yeah, they accept it for oh, me. Wait a second. No, I was at the one in Waukesha out here. There's uh, one in Waukesha, and then there's that one in Germantown. That's the one I was at. The one in Germantown. No, I was at one um, uh, off south, down south over here. I think it was off Twenty Seventh. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a big one down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was That's the right. one. Yeah. I'll be a son of a gun. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. Has anybody else had that problem at the Woodman's down there on South Twenty Seventh? I like Woodman's. Commiserate it's a, it's with a good, Bushy. It's a good store, but <laughs> geez, there you are, and you're and and you're stuck. Well, the funny, the ironic thing, the flip side of that, Tom, is this: years ago, before my dad died, he, uh, my parents never believed in credit cards. Right? They pretty much were yeah. all cash yeah. and this and that. They were never ones to be in debt. And uh, my dad, on a vacation one time, tried to check into a hotel, of course. And they wouldn't let him check into a, a hotel card. without a credit yeah, card. Yeah, you ain't going to get one. My dad at the time was like, well, for crying out loud, cash isn't good anymore in this world. He yeah. was totally fed up and disgusted. So yeah. he had, that's when he went and got some credit cards. Well, there's only one time I use a credit card, only once, and that's for gas, my gas purchases, because I get uh, 1% or 1.5% of whatever I pay for gas, I get back in cash back, and then... Three months out of the year, I get 5% back. So for that, yeah, I'll, I use a credit card for gas. Otherwise, I, n- I, I never use a credit card. Huh. It's either cash or debit, you know, one of the two. Special gas station you got to go to for that? Well, I nor- no, I normally go by a place that I, a guy know. I go to his gas station. But when it's because uh, uh, at pick and save, you get these points. Right. And if you go to a BP... So a lot of times I'll save anywhere from fifty cents to a dollar a gallon on gas. Wait a second, is that like on that on the points? Is that like something when you get that receipt from them at Pick and Save? Is that where your points are on? Uh, it might be. I always just throw everything away. Yeah, it might be on me. there. You got to go digital. You got to go on their website and then look at the digital coupons and all. Me that no stuff. bother that. Way Who too much work on? to try and save okay. a dollar. Who do you got on the line? Nick in Pewaukee. All right. Oh, hey, Nick in Pewaukee. How you doing? Hey, guys. Good morning. Good, Good morning. Good. Morning, buddy. Hey, so I'm going to answer your Woodman's question. Yeah. Because I'm actually trying to sell them some stuff. Oh. Woodman's oh. accepts all debit cards and cash. You just can't use a credit card there, but I do believe you can use a Discover. But it's you can always use a debit. Yeah, okay. It's like Aldi. Okay. So, oh, you know what? Now that I think about it, Nick. Maybe it I, was a de- uh, I had credit. the credit card that day. I did not bring the debit yeah. card. That's what uh, it is. Okay, so that like clears it up. Going an ID. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> All right. All right, Nick. Well, thanks for clearing thanks. that up. Thanks. Uh, you doing any ice fishing? 
I haven't trusted the ice. I actually just went out on um, – we got our limit. We caught about 30 Browns um, on Lake Michigan two days ago. Oh, that's through great. the ice? No, in the boat. Oh, oh, really? Oh, wow. That's got to be a little chilly. No, it was. There was no wind. Oh, and that's. It, it was a west wind. It was only two miles an hour. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, it was, it was flat. It was gorgeous. Yeah. No Lakers, though, huh? No, not right now. Not where we go. It's you'll get some coho, but it's mainly just brown trout. Okay. Were you uh, were you trolling for them? Nope, just casting. Casting for them, yeah. Yeah, well, that's you good. Know, uh, yeah, I, the, I went this time a year, years ago. We went down to the Oak Creek Power Plant years ago, and we got a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's yeah. great. If if the weather's good and you can get out you, this time of year, and uh, there's hardly any pressure on them. There, <laughs> it was just me and Eric Hadia. That was it. That was it, yeah. He was right mm-hmm. next to us, yeah. He mm-hmm. came later, though. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was good. Cool, man. All right. All right. Okay. Thanks, Thanks for Nick. calling, Nick. See ya. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, we haven't talked much about Lake Michigan lately. I don't know if, if the harbor is frozen over, if guys are. I don't think they're going in the harbor. I don't think that's well, that, frozen over Well, that winter enough. brown trout fishing can be good. Many years ago, I think it, I think it, it was actually February, I and Steve Milliot went to go fish Oak Creek Power Plant, and that it was frozen in by the launch, right? Mm-hmm. So it took, took us an hour. I, th- I had a two-by-four, and I was in front of the boat, and I was smashing, trying really? to smash through the ice. I it, An hour, and at the end, I had a blood blister the size oh, of a quarter geez. on my oh, palm. Oh, man. But we went out and got our limited browns. We just went in front of the yeah. discharge yeah. with just nothing but a little split shot, small hook, and a shiner, and you just cast it yep. on out, let it drift on through, tap, 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 bang, you'd have yeah. a brown. Nothing big, but we got our limited 10. I sure that was fun, though. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't do it today at this age, but that was 20 years ago. <laughs> I was younger and dumber. Well, we're always young, younger. We're all, it seems like we're always dumber. But, uh, well, speaking of what, you got something there? No, there was a uh-huh. caller. I just wanted to pass on some information. Yeah. Uh, Leo just was saying how, like, Woodman's apparently takes checks, too. Really? Yeah. Okay. So he told me. They'll take Well, thanks, check. Leo. Thanks, Leo. All right. Well, right now we're going to take a break. And when we come back... Hey, have you ever had to shoot a grizzly bear in self-defense? I'll tell you about a guy who did. All right? We'll tell you about that when we come back here on the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. All right. Welcome back to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Tom's, Tom's chair dancing over there. I'm just moving my coffee cup. It's like, it's like when people are at a concert with their a, lighters. Tom's like doing it with his <laughs> coffee mug. I got my coffee cup up in here. Hey. Careful, careful, big fella, that you don't. Uh, All right, that you don't. Uh, that you don't uh, spill now, that. Now, Danny, it it would be a true statement that if you're going to be attacked by a grizzly bear, you have the legal right to shoot it. To kill it, right? Anything attacks me, yeah. You got the right to defend yourself. Exactly. That's in the constitution. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. So anyway, this Montana guy, uh, he's out there in Montana, thirty-five year old guy, Brian. That's because he's from Montana. And he thinks this grizzly bear is gonna try to eat him. So he was he was uh loaded for bear, I guess. <laughs> but you know, he 
He had a weapon with him, and he kills this grizzly bear. He made one little mistake, though. He cut off the paws. He wanted to save the paws with the claws and all that. Mm-hmm. He got fined $5,000 and three years of probation because you can't. it's an endangered species in Montana, and you can't cut any. It was okay for him to defend himself, but not cut those, claws, those paws off with the claws. He couldn't do that. Yeah. I d- what's the big deal? It's dead. Why can't you keep? I mean, why, what? Well, I don't understand. The people. I they, don't understand. Because they figure that will discourage people from just killing one so they can cut off the paws or get some claws it's, or some kind of souvenir and then say, oh, yeah, yeah, I was defending myself. So if they know they can't keep any part of it whatsoever, that would discourage anybody who'd be tempted. Yeah, I was going to say, is there, is there a big market for grizzly bear claws? Uh, <laughs> Actually, Maybe I think it's the Chinese market. I think the no, that's the gall. It's, it's the, the rhino horns. It's the gallbladder oh, oh. on black bear. Oh, really? And there's a huge market. That's just like rhino horn uh, gallbladders. Yeah. I've heard can go for I don't know. I heard something years ago, five hundred dollars, and people would kill black bear just to take the gallbladder really? out. And then it's it's another one of those. Why is everything in Asia an aphrodisiac? Uh, just like <laughs> yeah. just like the rhino horn. Yeah, <laughs> haven't they heard of the little blue pill? Yeah. So they, yeah, I think uh, the uh, gallbladder was really? another one of those things. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, so they don't want you poaching. To tell you the truth, if I was opening I up even, a bear, I wouldn't even know what the gallbladder was. I was going to say, I wouldn't know what 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 uh, <laughs> what part is it. What? Yeah, that would be. I can figure out the heart. Uh, yeah. Liver. Yeah. Lungs. Hmm. Intestines. Gall, I think the gallbladder is somewhere in there. Oh, yeah, it's somewhere in there. You got one, too, inside Yeah, we you. all got one, yeah. I wonder if someone <laughs> would want to kill you and cut it out and sell yours to the Asians. <laughs> yeah, you can have my gallbladder. Just tell them it's... How, how would they know the difference between a black bear gallbladder and a, a I, human gallbladder? Isn't a gallbladder about a gallbladder? About, you know, if it's the same size mammal? I, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. But the bear's gallbladder has some special. Yeah, it's got yeah. something special. And, and you know, that um, when I shot my black bear years ago, it came back and it was missing at least one or two of the claws. And I wondered whether somebody confiscated one oh, of those really? claws. Well, bear claw necklace would be really cool, Tom. <gasps> yeah, I suppose right? it would. Yes. Yeah. It'd be pretty neat. And you know the Native Americans, uh, at least some tribes in in uh, the U.S. Yeah, um, they actually revered the black bear. They thought that it was kind of like uh, part of their great spirit, maybe yeah. ancestor. I, I think. In fact, I think some of the tribes actually wouldn't even kill the black bear. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I, I don't think they had that same attitude with the grizzly bear, however, because. The grizzly bears gonna try to ki- eat them. Going to kill you, <laughs> so you better. He's going to have you for lunch. Great spirit, be damned. Yeah, <laughs> better should get some arrows in that bear. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, after after the uh, the gut report today, uh, you know, there's a reason they call me Nostra Thomas. <laughs> Why? Well, uh... I'm going to after after the gut report, which comes at six thirty in the morning. Well, after the six thirty break, I. I'm going to tell you why that I've been predicting something for a couple of years. Or actually, I've been uh, saying, why don't we do it, you know, 
and they weren't doing it now. Now it seems like the government's going to do it. But I don't want to let the cat out of the bag too soon. So I'll I'll wait a little bit. I'll wait a little bit because we got a lot of stuff coming up. We got the gut report. We got the horn schwaggle. And uh, so now, yeah, we got. We so got now a, that you got everybody on the edge of their seat. Yeah, I got to win El Guapo. Do you plan on doing the second hour? Maybe no, no. At, well, doing what? What you're talking about? Oh no! After the six thirty break. After the, after the six thirty. Af, after the gut report. After the say. gut report. Yeah, after the gut report. I hope it's a good because then it is good. It's awesome. And then at, then then we lead right into the horn schwaggle. Okay. And it's like no, it I just mean the whole, it flows. I, I hope the gut report's good today. Oh, actually, I'm going to be. I can't say pissing and moaning on the radio, so I'd have you just to say. Said. <laughs> so I'd have to say. Come on, P, Tom. Piss, this is a P and M. I'd have to be P and Ming. Family show. <laughs> I I'm going to be complaining about something, in in the fishing cooking in the cooking world. You could say. Urinating and yeah, there moaning. You go, moaning. There we go. Urinating. Somehow that and sounds just as bad, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! And there's Sam just shaking his head, wondering what the heck are these guys doing now? They're going to get me in trouble. Nah, I've heard worse. Hey, there's some fisheries going on, Tom. I'll yeah, what, figure what's out that? This. Uh, well, uh, if you want to go to uh, Dick Smith's website, they've uh, got kind of a list of most of them. But I got a few of the highlights now. I don't know which which one. Waterfront has one every Saturday, basically. I don't know which one they have today, um, but I know the uh, uh, today's the first. So the Delafield American Legion has one out at their Legion Hall out there in Okachi, Okanam. Yeah, Okachi, I guess it is. And that's like all lakes. That's a pretty big one. They got gun raffles there, yeah. too. I used to go there and buy tickets. So that's one if you want to go spend some money and not win a gun, you could. Um then uh, next week, let's see, the Valley Rod and Gun Club has one on Lake Kesis. Next week, the 8th Badger Fisherman's League is going to be on Pewaukee. Yeah, that's at our waterfront. Uh, then where, the, the one on Lake Kesis, where, where do they hold that one out of? I don't. It doesn't say? Have, well, I didn't. I just jotted these oh, notes okay. down quickly. Well, they can Google the, what yeah, was that, the valley. A, just Google, yeah, Valley Rod and Gun Lake have you ever fished Lake Keys? Oh yeah, I've sure. never fished that. I, I've fished it ice fishing and open water fishing both. Pretty good. Yes, very good lake. Bass, pike, everything. They got everything. In really? It. Except musky, I think. I don't think it's they have a smaller musky. lake, right? It's a smaller lake, but they got everything in it. The only problem, Danny, is that the launch is down this big steep hill. Right. And but where you park is up the hill, down the road, away. You know, it's like it, it's a pain. Or the ri- over the river yeah. and through the woods. Yeah, and up exactly. The, yeah. So you might, so you might need oxygen as you're yep. halfway back. Yep, exactly. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, let's see. Badger Fisherman's League is going to be on Pewaukee next week. I mentioned that. I guess on the eighth, fifteenth, the Oconomowoc Rugby, some rugby club's going to have one on Okachi. And I think they're going to have various weigh-in sites. You'd have to Google yeah. that. And then the big one, my favorite one, all my buddies, all the local Pewaukee sodbusters will be out for the Walleyes for Tomorrow, Pewaukee chapter, uh, the 15th of mm-hmm. February. And Tom Kep does a great job of uh, organizing that one. So if you're interested in making some donations, too, uh, they're, they're collecting donations. Uh, let's see. The sixteenth, the day after, that's when the Lions, uh, the Lions Club has one on Pewaukee out of Waterfront as well. They always do theirs 
mm-hmm. on like a Sunday, the mm-hmm. day after. Um, yeah. The other thing that's uh, going down February 8th, I believe the sturgeon spearing starts. Yeah. And we mentioned that on the show. Uh, when was that? Uh, that was like last month about how there were, I forget how many, 100-pound plush sturgeons caught yeah. last year. I think there were about like, 20 of them, weren't yeah, there? Yeah, there was about 20, yeah. It was in Badger Sportsman magazine. Yeah, as yeah there, was, there, was a, there was a bunch of them. So. Now, this year, of course, conditions could be rough. They haven't had yeah, great ice, but no. apparently there's still guys planning on, on getting oh, yeah. out. If, yeah. you, if you're lucky enough to draw a tag for those upriver, you know, like areas. Like Oigan in that? Yeah, yeah, where my brother got the one years ago. Yeah. Uh, that's shallower and probably froze over uh, a little mm-hmm. bit better, but I, I don't think they'll be driving big vehicles out necessarily i think probably not probably. And, and you know that's big water to be hiking out with those shanties you know i mean how do you how do you drag those big shanties out there if you can't take the vehicles out unless you got like an atv something lighter a well, my brother ATV. my brother actually had a uh he actually had one made he actually saw a guy uh who had one and it was like a tent type of thing, almost yeah. a teepee type thing with okay. a heavy, dark kind of a cloth. Sure, like and canvas. Canvas. Yeah. And uh, actually, it's funny. My brother was telling my dad about it. So my dad went to some awning place in Green Bay and had it made for my brother. Said, here, oh. is this what you're talking about? And it's perfect, and it's it's like, it's it's really dark color, and it's perfectly, if you get, if you get it cl- closed up, it can be, yeah. you know, perfectly dark in there. Yeah. And then your eyes adjust, and you can see down into the water. So you mm-hmm. so you don't need to bring a big, giant wood. You know, I guess the other thing about those big shanties is, what do you do with them once you pull them off the ice? You put them in your backyard, I guess? Yeah. Put them out in the back 40. You almost <laughs> got to be a farmer to want to have that, because I, I don't think the wife would want to look out the back window <laughs> next to the bird feeder and see some big... Well, on Winnebago, if you go out on the lake on Winnebago... Every, as you're going down a shoreline, let's say, yeah. every now and then you'll see the the spearing shack in the yard. Yeah, if you live, I guess if, <laughs> if you, you live, live right, right on there, the lake, you yeah. just pull it right up alongside yeah, next to the boat right lift. Yep, just pull it right up. And there it is, Yep, ready to go. Pull it right up. I mean, what the heck, it could be like a little playhouse for the kids. <laughs> oh, it's all fun and games till one of the kids gets trapped inside and suffocates. <laughs> I don't think they would. It falls through the hole not, in the bottom the, of it. Yeah, yeah, onto the grass. Or the, no grass, actually, if it was sitting on it. I guess that would be yeah. probably safe. Well, we got to go to a break. Coming up next is the gut report. Stay tuned. I'm going to complain. And then right after the gut report, I'm going to be telling you about something under, as to why they call me Nostratamus. And then after the 645 break, Danny's going to play Hornschwaggle with you. So stay tuned for all that and more on the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Come here. I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. The Gut Report is brought to you by Discount Liquor. Well, do you watch TV shows, you know, cooking shows like Cook's Country or America's Test Kitchen? There's a lot of these different shows, but those two are the most egregious when it comes to this. Char. You know what char is, Danny? You know what, when they say And she and Sonny have a TV mean? show years ago. No. Char, uh, a synonym for char is burn. They always say, oh, you want to put a nice char on this. No, I don't want my food burnt. You can brown it, but don't burn it. 
And they're always talking about this nice char. They had nice chars on green onions. No, they were black. They were burnt. You know, they had this nice char on this pork, whatever it was. No, that's black. It's burnt. I don't, you know, well, Sam was telling me he likes a little bit of burnt on the ends of his steak, you know, where the fat is. Okay, I like that. That's okay. But for what, the rest of it, no, browning, guys, frying, char, no way. Do you guys want to know fascina- fascinating health thing about that? About char? The burnt char yeah. meat from a grill is kind of considered a carcinogen. 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 Yeah. That, yeah, there's some... Going to kill you. a bis- Bit, a bit of a risk of cancer yeah. associated with uh, those shars from grills yeah. on meat. So it just goes to show Cook's Country, America's Test Kitchen, they're trying to, you know, put you six feet under. Anyway, You're too young to die, Wes. Uh, anyway. Luckily, I can't remember the last time I ate a steak. Okay, yeah. good. Well, as long the, as you don't do it a lot. Everything in moderation. Yeah. So when it comes to charring, just remember, char means burnt, and you don't want it burnt. The Gut Report is brought to you by Discount Liquor, where you're going to find the best price, selection, and service at 51st and Oklahoma in Milwaukee and Main Street in Barstow and Waukesha. For weekly specials, go to DiscountLiquorInc.com. <laughs> now you're playing a piano over there. Welcome back to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoor. So let me get this straight. Okay. Your gut report, Tom, was don't burn your food. That was the the report? No, that these these, uh, shows try to fool you into that burning your food is good. They call it char. See, they just change it. Kind of like what the Democrats do with global warming. They changed it to... To, Ooh, good to, one, Tom. Uh, they changed it to uh, what do they call it again? Uh, no, climate no. change. Climate change. Yeah. yeah. See, so so you know when they're cooking, especially on a grill, they're going to burn stuff. I mean, it just happens to all of us. You're going to get a little burning. Not me. But, I'm on top okay. of it, man. But the thing is, so they they don't want you to think that they burnt it, so they just call it. Oh, we charred it, and it's wonderful. No, it's not wonderful. But anyway, Danny, I promise you something. Do you remember a while back we talked about Isle Royale in Lake Superior? They got all these moose, but there's too many moose. They're eating all the vegetation. They're starving. So they said, well, we used to have a wolf population there. So in order to control the moose herd, we're going we're gonna to airlift wolves at a cost of, oh, I forget how many, thousands of dollars apiece. Mm-hmm. They're going to put like a couple million dollars into air, airlifting a half a dozen wolves onto the island to eat some of the uh, moose, right? Well, I don't think they were to eat the moose. They just wanted no, wolves they were, there. No, no, they were to eat the moose. They were to control the population oh, that's right. of and the that's moose. And that's when you yeah. said, why don't they just do why a hunt? Why don't they just sell hunting permits? Yeah, they could make some real good money. Guess what? Some Michigan lawmakers believe the federal government should open Isle Royale National Park to moose hunters. Oh, my goodness. They're, you know, see, these people must be listening to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge well, Outdoors. they got to be listening to us, Danny. Sure, they're, they're they say listening there, to you, Tom. There could be more than 2,000 mo- mice, right. <laughs> mooses, on Isle Royale. Wasn't that a And wolves are book? the main predator, but there's not enough of them. Isn't that so, a book of moose what? and men? Of mice and men. Oh, okay. Yeah, mice and men. Yeah, tell me about the rabbit. Uh, and Lenny. <laughs> Lenny. And tell rabbits. Me about the rabbit. Tell yes, me about the rabbit. rabbits, Lenny. Uh, so anyway, rabbits. now they haven't made... Uh, <laughs> 
they haven't made a determination on how they're going to do this. It's just lawmakers are saying, hey, maybe we should do this. We should sell these special permits so that these moose hunters can go out there and shoot some mooses and uh, alleviate the problem. How many years do you think this might take, Tom? Well, it's government, Dan. So it could you... happen maybe in, <laughs> maybe in 10 I, years. It might happen in our lifetime. I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but I just thought it was interesting that, oh, boy, somebody's light bulb went on in their head, you know? Yeah, can you imagine, though, shooting a moose on, on Isle Royale? You know, my dad did an Apostle Islands deer hunt many years ago. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. years ago. There was a Apostle Islands deer hunt. He went up with a group of guys. And nobody got anything. All they saw was a wolf. Yeah. Yeah, a wolf went walking by somebody. And it came walking by the guy, and the guy said it was kind of weird. It's kind of creepy. Like the wolf was broadside to him and didn't look directly at him, but it was kind of like the wolf was like, Kind of like out of the corner of his eye, yeah, like, yeah. like keeping like, an eye like on the him. The wolf was giving him the side eye, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he, like the wolf knew he was there. Yeah. He's just trotting, like, don't think I don't know you're there, yeah, exactly, buddy. Yeah, yeah. He said it was kind of, kind of creepy. So, yeah. Well, I'm glad they're gonna do this finally. It's a smart thing to do, not the dumb thing to airlift wolves. Speaking onto. of, uh, anyway. speaking, speaking of predators, Tom. I, yeah, I went out last week. And, you know, I'm fresh off my, you know, my great success shooting a red fox. So I thought now it's time to shoot Wiley Coyote. So, you know, I went out where I'd seen some trash. Actually, I'd seen one. I think I mentioned I saw one when I shot that squirrel at 91.5 yards. Um, So I went out there, sat four or five different spots over six hours. Do you want to know how many coyotes I saw, Tom? None. None, zero zilch. <laughs> I never see crap. And and then to add insult to injury, right? I got my you know little collar. I got the old power dog, made by Primos. I picked it up years ago for about a hundred bucks, I think. And then it's got the remote. And then I got a little, another electronic gadget that has like a a little free kind of like a like a tail, a critter on yeah. top, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you hit the button, and then that goes shaking around. It wiggles, yeah. Yeah, so you put that out along with your call, and mm-hmm. that's supposed to keep Wiley's attention as opposed to don't mind this guy sitting over here wearing yeah. all camo head to toe. Yeah. Just look at this. So at the last stop, I picked up all my stuff, threw it in my duffel bag, and uh, went back to the truck and drove home and I just left it there overnight. And then Sunday night, I'm getting cleaning out, thinking, well, I might as well bring this stuff inside. And I grabbed the duffel bag and guess what I didn't have in my duffel bag? Your call. The call. I, you I left did, it out there? I left it out there sitting on a log, right? Oh, no. So I went out there and nobody's going to be out there, right? It's right. private land. I went out there on Monday and I thought for sure the batteries would be dead. Mm-hmm. The batteries weren't dead. It was still on. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, there's still the display, you know, was oh, lit yeah. up on yeah. it. And, uh, yeah, so that's, you know, I don't know, this predator hunting. Uh, but then I read one thing online where this one guy says that he might go and do, you know, 40 different spots, 40 different sets and not see anything. But then the next one is the one that he, he gets one. So I guess that predator hunting is something that you just got to, it's kind of like casting for muskies. You got to just keep doing it yeah. and doing it and doing it. Hit all your spots. And you got to be willing yeah. to get up early in the morning 
And then the nighttime, too. Now, if you get a moonlit, it, um, it is legal to hunt at night um, for, for coyotes. Um, and as far as if you get out there with the snow and a moonlit night and a good scope, as far as using a spotlight, though, from what I understand, and, and check your regulations, don't take my word for it, you can't sit there and have a spotlight in your hand and shine the field and try and spot eyes. But I believe a light is allowed at the point of kill. In other words, if you have a flashlight duct tape oh, to yeah, your rifle yeah, right. and you turn it on right when you shoot them, yeah. at the, the, I guess that's okay. What about night vision scopes? Would that be legal? I suppose. I don't That'd know. That'd be pretty cool if you could afford but, one. You know, they're expensive. They're coming down in price. Are they? But that would be cool, night vision scopes. It, it wow. would be it would be cool that to be. Uh, to go out on a moonlit night and mm-hmm. wait on the field, but I've done that too and never saw anything. It'd be cool to see one come slinking across the middle mm-hmm. of the moonlit moonlit field. Well, I've never tried it. I wanted to. I want. As a matter of fact, before I kick it, I'm definitely going to do it. I think the way to do it. I'm going to do to it. To be honest with you, would be probably do a trip out west. Where those guys sit up and they shoot like twenty of them, and it, you know, and, and probably even you could probably hire an outfitter to go yeah. on out, sit on some fence row, and and because there's so many yeah, of them. Out the there. shows I've seen on that, Dan, they're taking long shots too. Oh yeah, you know they're taking some long shots. You know, two hundred yards is like a minimum. It seems like you know they're, they're just taking a lot, a lot of. And long they got shots. bipods, and oh, yeah. they're all tricked yeah. out. They're and, all uh, tricked out. Typically, a two twenty three yeah. is a pretty common yeah. one. And a lot was... of the AR platforms are being used mm-hmm. for that type predator hunting, yeah. and then they can go bang, 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 and yeah. blast some coyotes. Yeah, and those coyotes have no clue that those guys are there. They have no clue. <laughs> I saw one. I got a videotape where there's about 10 coyotes come in, and these guys open up, right? Yeah. Bang, bang, bang. There's coyotes doing somersaults in the air, coyotes running left, coyotes running right. I mean, they're all going in different directions like they didn't know what was going on. Yeah, Yeah, and they ended up getting all of them, I think. Wow, awesome. Well, you know what time it is, folks. It, it is now time to play the Hornswoggle, brought to you by Curly's Waterfront Pub on Pewaukee Lake. Earn a $10 gift certificate by coming up with the right statement. Hornschwaggle or no Hornschwaggle? If you have yeah. won in one of our contests in like the last month or so, try and give somebody a chance, some, a new, some new blood a chance to win. Yeah, Wes, yeah will, Wes will be checking the names. 799-1250. Call right away, though, because we get a lot of calls coming in before break. Yes. Wes will grab it quick as he yeah. can. We'll put you on hold probably for uh, we got break coming up. Yeah, 799-1250, 414-799-1250. Be a winner of that $10 gift certificate to Curly's Waterfront Pub. We'll Wait a second. What? It's the Carl's no! Country Market, you bonehead. Oh, am I a bonehead is right. Carl's Country Market out there. This is the second time I've done that. They're out there in Menominee Falls right on the corner of Silver <laughs> Spring and Pilgrim Road. Oh, man, I'm sorry, Paul. Paul is the guy who owns it and runs it, you know. He's a Carl, great fisherman, Carl too. was his dad. Oh, Paul, yeah. As a matter of fact, see, I was going to do that before I got sick, you know, before I went in the hospital, and I was going to, you know, contact Paul and try to get him on the air with well, us. Well, let's you know, get on he, that, buddy. Because he's got some really good stories. He, he, As a matter of fact, he was up in Canada uh, uh, wolf hunting, shot like three or four of them or really? something like that. Uh, yeah, last year. He... Uh, 
I mean, he's caught. He goes to Lake Erie, catches the big walleyes. He catches muskie, northern. He, you know, he and he, then he goes out west for the grizzly bear or polar bear. Or I don't know whatever he does. There ain't no polar bear in Montana. <laughs> whatever. All right, we're gonna go. We got a contestant, so stay tuned for more with the Hornswoggle. Welcome back to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Do we have a lucky contestant for the horn swoggle? Yes, we do. Tom in Newburgh. Hello, Tom. Good morning, Tom. Good morning, gentlemen. You know, you're the first guy we've had called to be a contestant from Newburgh. And well, we were just wondering, where the heck is Newburgh? Newburgh. Well, it's uh, out in Ozaukee, Washington County on the border. Okay. Right between West Bend and Port Washington. Okay, got it. I knew I drove by, got, by it one time. Gosh darn, we're going to have to make a field trip to Newburgh. And, uh, right. Yeah. Right along Highway 33. Right. Gotcha. Right. Okay, so here here we go, Tom. Uh, as you know, one of the uh, famous uh, days is coming up, I believe, February 2nd. Uh, Punxsutawney Phil. Is that his name? Yep. Yep. Phil. Groundhog Day. The, exactly. Yep. So anyway, he's uh, gonna be coming out. Do you guys did you guys hear the news story that PETA? PETA was complaining because they felt that uh Punxsutawney Phil that that they thought it was like cruel to make him like come out of his cage for a right, few minutes. And uh they wanted to get in <laughs> they wanted to get like a electronic or robotic groundhog instead. Oh my now, lord. Now here's the thing guys. Punxsutawney Phil lives a better life than we have. He has air conditioning in the summertime. He's got heat in the winter. He gets he has to get a medical checkup every year. He and they, gets And they better, probably feed him well. He gets better treatment than than you and I do, than most people do, and wow. PETA. Yeah, so, but the Groundhog Association pretty much told PETA to go pound sand and said they're <laughs> yep. not going to, they got Phil still going. So okay. anyway, I thought we'd stick on the uh, woodchucks, and so here we go. These, these, these are all in regards to the woodchuck. Uh, the first one, the woodchuck is diurnal. Is a diurnal, sun-loving creature. It carries on its activities pretty much during the daytime, not nighttime. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? Well, that's that's true. That's uh, no horn. No hornswoggle. All right. Yes, yes, yes. You we... don't have too much luck hunting or shooting them at night. No, no. no. <laughs> um, Although I do have an interesting story. Once you hang up, keep listening. I do have one sure. interesting story. Uh, another one. Woodchucks love to travel long distances for their food. They may make a circuit of a couple of miles in one day just looking for that right nice clover. Uh, that's a horn schwaggle. That's a horn schwaggle. Oh. Woodchucks do not travel. Yeah, Right there. If the food supply is ample, they are unlikely to be found more than 150 feet from their dens. In spring, the males will travel from one den to another looking for a mate. Uh, 
Yeah. It'd be good to be a woodchuck. Just knock on a door. Hey, anybody? Uh... <laughs> hey, you up for it today? You know, being a woodchuck oh, and you don't have to travel much, Tom. You're just right there. Yeah. That'd be all right. Yeah. Well, you're an automatic winner, Tom. Uh, Danny oh, wants to ask you, you one more to see if you can hit the okay. trifecta. And so you already got this one, but you got to listen listen carefully. Another name for the woodchuck is the ground dog. Ground Ground dog? Oh, that would be a little bit of a horn. Okay. Right. All right. Hey, hey, Tom. Tom, I, I, I got you're a winner of the hey, Carl's Country you. Market $10 gift certificate, but I got a question for you. Yeah. Do woodchucks really chuck wood? Oh, on TV. God, on TV they do. I love that commercial. It's so funny. <laughs> you guys are thinking just what I'm thinking. Uh, you would just quit talking about wood. <laughs> well, you everybody go. know that's from a tongue twister, right? Yeah. How much wood would wood chuck chuck if wood chuck could chuck, chuck wood? wood? Yeah. And that's an easy one. Yeah, I did that good. The seashore one is the tough one. Yeah. She sells seashells by the seashore. But you got to say it fast. That's a tough uh, one. Around the rugged rock, the ragged rascal ran. Yeah, that's yeah. that one's not bad either. But the, the S one. I can't one, do that, the S S H ones. One, I end up that's saying a bad tough words. One. All right, Tom. Uh, congratulations. Make yeah. sure our make sure Sam gets your address there correct, and we'll get All that right. certificate sent out. Thanks for listening. All right, thanks, guys. All right, All right. bye now. Um, he was pretty up on his woodchucks. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Have you ever shot a woodchuck? Uh, funny you ask that. Um. Many years ago, I was in Wapaka County, and it used to be that woodchucks were unprotected, right? Right. Now they actually, they were protected for a while. Now I think they actually have a C, if you got a small game license now. And many years ago, they used to actually have bounties on them when my dad was on a Mm -hmm. farm growing up. They thought that their their holes, cows, and horses would break their legs. Oh, yeah. So they had a a bounty on them. But... uh, I shot one in Wapaka years ago. There was one in, in the garden right by my buddy's trailer. So one evening, he made the mistake of pop poking his head out, and I shot him in the head with the twenty two. Um, another time, I was out hunting with my twenty two pistol, and one went running off through the grass, and I shot it. And later, I felt kind of bad. I thought, oh, why did I, have, I didn't really need to shoot that. Did you eat him? Well, no, I, oh, I, okay. I, I didn't. Um, but... Funny story, when I was in Missouri, we were out bow hunting there near Springfield, Missouri, and a buddy of mine, DeLuca, Italian guy from uh, New Hampshire, I guess he was from, he had a thick accent, uh, he had set up a deer stand and put out apples, right? Yeah. And his apples, they, the deer, so, so-called so deer, were yeah. going through his apples like crazy, right? Yeah. So he went out one day and sat in a deer stand, and he fell asleep. And he woke up, and when he opened his eyes, that he sees the most giant woodchuck he's ever seen in his life. <laughs> and guess what he's doing? He's eating them he's apples. He's bowing those apples down like a son of a gun. And so he took a shot with his bow because he, really, yeah. he was really ticked off. That dang woodchuck was eating his apples. And he shot the arrow right under it. But it was really funny when he came back to me, he had this accent. And he goes, Bush, this woodchuck. It was huge. You know, he says huge instead of huge. Yeah. I, and I I get him going, DeLuca, tell me again about that. What was how big what he goes, it was huge. I, I got him saying that like ten times. I and my brother are cracking up. So I go out there hunting squirrels a couple of weeks later, and I go walking down the same valley mm-hmm. and running up in front of me, I see this back end, a big butt of look like a baby grizzly bear 
running along the ground, and guess what it was? A big woodchuck. A huge woodchuck. DeLuca <laughs> was right. This thing was huge. <laughs> I, I'm reading my book here. It says that the record size this guy knew of was uh, his buddy shot at 19, six, 15 and three-quarter pound in 1924. I'm telling you what. This woodchuck weighed 16 pounds if it weighed an ounce. It was a and monster. And I suppose they got a lot of hair on them, which makes them look even bigger. Even huger. And DeLuca had fattened them up with apples oh, <laughs> for God. two months. That's funny. Oh, uh, yeah. That's funny. I, tried, took, I took a poke at him yeah. <laughs> running with the 22 yeah. as it was trying to escape. And, you know, woodchucks don't really run that fast. No, they don't. They no. kind of They kind of lumber. Yeah. Yeah. They, it was giving it its best, but I, I tried taking a shot at it with the twenty-two, but I was laughing so hard I couldn't shoot straight. Oh, that's because it was it was huge. I wonder, you know, is, are woodchucks? You know, you got the book there. Are woodchucks part of the rodent family? Well, yes, they are, Tom. They I, are. I believe they are part of the rodentia family. All right, uh, yeah. and you were talking about um, eating table fare. It says woodchucks. Especially the young of the year make very good eating. Mm. You just got to take extra care to remove all fat and membrane from the carcass before cooking. In the days when the Indians controlled eastern North America, the woodchuck was probably the most important meat staple of their diet. Wow. Woodchucks were more plentiful, plentiful and easier to secure than deer. And, uh... Yeah, they found uh, in these Indian villages, they found a preponderance, good word, I like that, a preponderance, Tom, of woodchuck bones. And the Alequin Indians near Quebec regularly eat muskrats and beaver, but would not think of eating a woodchuck. (laughs) How about that? How about that? This from Sportsman's Guide to Game Animals by Leonard Lee Rue III. Wow. I love this book. This has Uh, everything you want to know. About woodchucks. Well, and then other stuff. And other uh, stuff. The next chapter, yellow-bellied marmot. I've always wanted to oh, know hey. oh. about the yellow-bellied marmot. I got a question for you. Yeah. Are there a lot of woodchucks in Wisconsin? Uh, interesting. Do they US. call them groundhogs also? Yeah. 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 They're groundhogs actually, if you drive along the road along our local interstates here, Tom, even like mm-hmm. in Milwaukee, mm-hmm. uh, near the zoo years ago, I used to look off to the side and there was like some rolling grass. Of course, now with the new highway that they put in, that area might be gone. Yeah, right. But I used to always see woodchucks. Yeah? Yeah. If you look off to the side of the road, uh, yeah, you'll sometimes see them. They'll be hanging around medians and everything mm-hmm. else. I think okay. the woodchucks are making a strong comeback, Tom. All right. Okay. Well, you know, I'm surprised. You know, if John or... Good friend John, if he ever got shot one, he'd probably try eating it. <laughs> Just to say he did. Yep. All right, folks, we got to go to a quick break. Second hour coming up. Stay tuned. The following is paid commercial programming. The content and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi and every river, lake, and field in between. Let's talk everything outdoors. Aboard! Ha, ha, ha! You're on the crazy train! All aboard! <laughs> Welcome to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan.
This is the second hour of your ride on the crazy train. You know you got to get your ticket punched twice, once for the first hour, once for the second. But anyway, we come to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. We are live, and you never know sometimes what we might be talking about. But it's generally going to be about fishing or hunting or which way the toilet paper should be put, underneath or over the top. I mean, But you never know. 799-1250 is the phone number, or you can email us live at ceoguys at yahoo.com. Also uh, mention our, the prizes uh, that are awarded are the soul. I, I was just going to oh, do that. Oh, you got that. Oh, good. The prize con- contests on the Cutting Edge Outdoors are the sole responsibility of the Cutting Edge Outdoors radio show and its sponsors. Any questions or comments should be directed to ceoguys at yahoo.com. And uh, before I get to this part here, well, I'll tell you what, I'll do this now because then uh, that'll give yeah that'll give Wes time to get some information. How would you like to go, folks? Two of you could go to the Muskie Expo February 14th, 15th, and 16th. You could go all three days. I got two passes, $20 a piece. Free. Free, yeah. And you could go all three days. These are a three-day pass to the Muskie Expo. That's right. And you could go up there in Washington County to the Waukesha County Fairgrounds. How do they win that, Tom? All they got to do is call 799-1250. Now, I'm not guaranteeing we're going to take the first caller. I'm not guaranteeing the second or third. Wes can pick whatever caller he wants. your show, Wes. Do whatever you want. That's right. He's going to now while. And then while Wes is doing that and he's going to get somebody's name and address. Yes. All right. Here we got an email. Okay. Okay. I kind of like this. is kind of nice. Oh, that's nice. I like Tom, do you ever use the snake method to smoke in your Weber grill? Number one, that's the first question. It's like, no, I don't. I've seen it. I know about it, but no, I haven't. But, yeah, it might be a way to go. What is the snake method? You put your coals around in the circle on the outside of your smoking grill, okay? And then you put your meat in the middle. And then it, it gets it from all sides then. And, and it goes slowly around. Keeps, keeps the grill hot enough to cook it, but all the sides will get the hotter and as it goes around, yeah, it just and it takes longer. It takes for longer. It to, takes longer. So you can you got more coals in there. It takes longer and blah blah blah. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, and then he says, P.S. I smoked a turkey a long time ago using your brine recipe. Best thing I ever smoked. Well, thank you, Ken. I appreciate it. You know, just like with fish, you got to brine that meat too. You know, you very gotta, important. You yeah, gotta you got to right. brine the fish. What? What? Oh, we got a caller for. We just okay. Put them on. Oh wait. Who is it? That's all right. Oh my bad. I didn't know. If you oh, no, that's right. Who is it? Uh, Rick from the West Side. Okay. Hey, what Rick he from the West Side. Yeah, I know. Rick, are you there? I'm here. All right. Now, are you a musky nut? I am a musky nut. And you need these two tickets, don't you? I do. Because <laughs> I wanted them to go to somebody who really needed them and wanted them, you know. So, so I'm going to be mailing those out to you. All right. Sounds good. And you got to do us a favor though. And now that's coming up in a couple of weeks. So can you give us a call the Saturday after it and let us know what you thought of it, what you all bought, what you, who you saw, and, you know, just give us some info, some rundown? Sure. All right. Okay, thanks. Now you stay on hold, and uh, Wes is going to get your info, okay? Thank you. All right, thanks. We'll be right back. Change his name to I know. <laughs> Poor Sam. I did that one on purpose. I know. Of course. But anyway, all right, so some somebody wants to. Now, next week, we're going to give away two more tickets. Okay. Not this week, next week. 
And oh, that's good incentive to listen next week, Tom. Yes, definitely. That's a that's a really good value. That's for forty dollars. And let's see now. I got something Two else. Times here. twenty forty. I oh really good deal. What else oh, you got in the dirty mail bag oh, there, Tom? It was an email from myself to remind myself to give away the two packs. You sent an email to yourself? Yeah, I do that every now and then. Yeah, well, see, yeah, I send it to myself on our CEO website. Yeah. Because then I know when I open it up in the morning, when on a Saturday morning when we're here, is that, well, that reminds me. So, yeah, sometimes I got to leave notes for myself because uh, I forget. <laughs> That happens. But, yeah, folks, you can email us, too. It, you don't have to be me to email us. You can email us at ceoguys at yahoo.com, or you can call us at 414-799-1250. Okay. So we talked a little bit about yeah. the brown oh. trout. Okay. I Let, got, go ahead. You got, you got a fishing report for us? I got something else for you, another topic. Okay. This might last a while, and this one we might get calls on. Remember how we got a lot of calls last week on mm-hmm. should you or can you keep fish in a certain size fish, whatever? Okay, here's another one along those same lies, lines. Mounted fish size. Now, I've always, you know, it, it comes up in topics, you know, every now and then when you're sitting around with the guys and talking about how big should a fish be before you should mount it, Okay. So let's start at the bottom rung, Dan, you and me. Bluegill, what do you think for that? I'm going to say 10 inches. Uh, I concur. Okay. Crappie, here's a tough one. Crappie, 12, 13, 14, what do you think? 14. All right. I'll 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 concur with that, but I would put a caveat saying that if you just want to show what the fish looks like, a 12-inch would be all right, too. But if I would go with the 14 because okay. that's possible. That's doable. Right. Uh, perch. I think 12 inches for perch, although there are areas where you can get bigger ones, like on Lake Michigan, but will that happen in your lifetime? I don't know. I'd probably go with 14 on the perch, too. Okay. All right. And, and folks, 799-1250, you chime in if you want. You know, give us your thoughts. Okay, now let's move up to scale. Smallmouth bass. My thought is anything over 20 inches. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Largemouth bass. My thought is anything over 21 inches. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty big. 20, 21 yeah, inches. Right, that's, right. That's, yeah. that's a lot of fish. Walleyed pike. <laughs> I hate that when they call that on the grocery stores. They say, hey, we got the walleyed pike. 28. Uh, you say 28. See, now I was going to say 30. But it's in the same 20, area. What if it was a really fat 28? Right. 28 it's like, yeah. can be pushing 9, yeah. 10 pounds. Yeah, exactly. Right. All right. Especially coming out of the Fox River in spring. I have spring. Got some 28 yeah. inches that did weigh 10 yeah. pounds. All right. And then the last one. Oh, no, no, two of them left. Northern Pike. I would say anything over 40 inches. And you've got one of those. 40. Yeah, I've got several of 42. Over 40. Right? You've got a 42 mounted? I've got a four. No, that was a 43 and a 43 half. And a half. Okay. Ice fishing, a 42. Casting my first one over 40. I caught a Forty-five. Okay, inch well, we don't need to hear of all the forties you caught. Fishing. You you agree? Forty inches or I kind of like this. Right? I kind of like this gloating about my uh, plus yeah. forty-inch bike <laughs> over the years. And then we come to muskies. Now, to me, mostly everybody says anything over fifty inches. Got to be fifty inches. But what about that four-footer that weighs thirty pounds? Yeah, forty-eight inches. Forty-eight I mean, that's inches, make a nice I think, too. Mount. That's that's pretty big. 
four right. feet, that's that's a big fish. That's, that's a nice fish. Yeah. yeah, that is. So so we got 48 inches on muskie, 40 inches on pike. We got 28, a fat 28 or 30 incher on walleye, preferably over 10 pounds. Yeah. So to my way of thinking, yeah. here's my triple crown of fishing. Okay. Triple crown of fishing. You ready? And you can do one of two. I think you hit it already. One of two ways. You could go with 10-pound walleye, 20-pound pike, 30-pound muskie. Right. Or you could go with 30-inch um, walleye, 40-inch pike, 50-inch muskie. That's all. That's pretty close to the triple crown of, yeah. of the uh, for those game fish. And maybe even a 20-inch smallie if you want to get the, a big smallie in there. Those, that, that's all into that range where you got a darn nice one. Yeah, I, you know, it, 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 and it, and I always tell people, you know, when I was guiding, I said it's very subjective. I said it's up to you. If you feel good about mounting that 18 or 19-inch bass, you know, smallmouth, that's up to you. You well, know, it's if you not, want to. But I think you're going to get a bigger one. It's not always the size. Yeah. It's the memory and yeah. the story right. behind it. Yeah, because, you know, there might be a guy. Who were you with? What yeah. were you doing? Was it an accidental catch, a mm -hmm. memorable catch? Was your right. kid there? What I mean, so. And, you know, Dan, I'm not into mounting fish. I'd rather have a photo, an 8 by 10 photo. It reminds me more of the day and everything, you know, holding the fish. Mounts are cool. I like them. But right. I'm just into more of the photos than the mounts. Well, I've I've got some nice mounts. Uh, yeah, you in, do. In later years, um, I kind of got a, I got to the point where I mean I got nowhere to put them, you know. So it gets to a point like uh, now the musky mount, one of the nicest mounts you'll ever see of a musky. Go up to Midwestern Shooter Supply, drive on up there. That's where your musky is, and it's right above yeah. the fishing counter. So as you walk in Midwestern Shooter Supply, hang a right and head to the fishing department. And on your left-hand side where they got their desk, where they right. got the spools, the line back behind yeah. them and reels and stuff. They right. got like a service counter. Right. Got that beautiful mu uh, muskie right there. Dan Johnson did it. Yeah. And that was over 50 inches. And I, that, I mean, they say Fatante, Lax, they do like the best work. But th this this muskie's just as good as, oh, as yeah. their work. Oh, I Dan mean, Johnson is great He did work. a great job on that fish. Is How come they don't have your northern pike up there? Uh, that's, actually, that's a cool mount. Yeah, I actually the 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 fins got chipped up on that a little bit when I was I don't know what happened when I was hanging it on a different wall maybe it fell I don't know so I took it to Dan Johnson a while ago to get the fins fixed <laughs> maybe I don't know two three years ago I gave it to him I'll have to ask him because oh. I had told him he could just hang it in his place for the time oh, being but okay. I was okay. thinking of asking Randy if he wanted yeah. to put that up because that's a beautiful yeah. that was the Lake of the Woods. 43-inch, 22-pound yeah. pike right, I pulled right. through the ice up there yeah. with Bob Woods of Hoople, North Dakota, yeah. up there, Buffalo Bay. Yeah. And uh, that's and, and, the, and those Lake of the Woods pike, that genetic strain, they got these big, beautiful, round kind of ovals on them, mm -hmm. and they're kind of a, kind of a goldish yeah, color. Know, they're, they're not a real black, not, dark pike. Yeah, it's, it's not a, the green stuff that we see around no, here. It, it's, it's a, definitely it's a rather unique-looking giant pike. It is definitely different. You know, I remember catching uh, one wall. I might have hit the walleye one with, uh, I think it was 29 inches up on the Fox River. Uh, I have never caught a pike over 40 inches or a muskie over 50, but I have caught a 48-inch muskie. So, but I haven't done that 50-inch mark yet. But 48, okay, I've got that. 
But what I do have is I've got the 10-inch bluegill, I got the 12-inch perch, I got the 14-inch crappie, I got the smallmouth bass, the largemouth bass. Those I all got, yeah. But I don't have the really big pike and muskie, you know, the really big ones. Yeah, it's like anything. Yeah. It's like calling for coyotes, Tom. You got to just set yeah. up another set and keep plugging yeah, away at it. just keep plugging. Well, Dan, you know what's coming up tomorrow, at late afternoon, around dinner time. The Uber Bowl, the big game. Yeah, we can't say, you know, the certain type of bowl. You're not supposed. You, that's illegal. They could. The station could get sued. If really? They, oh yeah, isn't that right, Sam? We can't say. We could. Yeah, get, we I mean, can't say you, the S there, bowl. There's certain ways you can. There's you just have to be careful. Yeah. But, so yeah. we better not. We so don't want okay station. with Uber. Yeah, Uber Bowl would be fine. So anyway, the big Uber the Bowl. Big game. Wait big a second. Game. That whole thing's kind of stupid, though. What do you got to pay them? To yeah. Have, to say it, yes, you do. You just can't make money. Yeah, you, know, you can't make it. money on it. And well, we're not making any money if we. No, said but it. our but our contestants might. Yeah. But anyway, let's just say the big game tomorrow, and that's uh, coming that's up next in our NFL football picking contest, and we're gonna need one caller to win. Here's where Curly's Waterfront Pub comes one in. One ticket to paradise. Ten dollar gift certificate to Curly's Waterfront Pub. And then we're going to take another caller and Wait give away another $10 gift certificate. Now, the first guy's got to pick against the spread. Who's going to win against the spread? The second caller has got to pick the under-over in the points, and the under-over is 54. So you're going to keep track of this to see if they win oh, and mail yeah. them out next week? Oh, yeah. You so better believe it. So this isn't automatic winner. Well, they... it all depends on how we pick. It all depends. Oh, you mean they got to beat us. It's, a, it, it's individual. So Each... if we all pick the same as him... Then or she, well, if if the, then if we the gotta wait to see picks, if the if the contestant picks San Francisco and we all pick Kansas City, well, <laughs> that person could win or lose. If Kansas City wins, he did not. He or she did not. Well, tie well, what us. if he picks San Francisco and we all pick San Francisco with well, him? Well, then he wins. He ties us. So he's got to win. He's got to beat us or tie us. So he's got to have one of us pick against him. He's got to, yeah. No. Yeah, you're right. One of us picks against him for him to tie. Okay. So, I'm okay. Confused. I'm thoroughly confused. This so, we're going to need a couple of callers. Stay on hold. Contest. Hold if you're calling. We're going to do the first one right after this break. Seven, nine. Well, I took a walk around the world to ease my troubled mind. Okay, welcome back to Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Hey, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, thanks for the uh, men in blue, law enforcement officers, and uh, folks, first responders, service people. We appreciate everyone who's out there working hard to protect us. And uh, we've got callers now. Are we ready for our contest? We're ready for gentlemen? the contest. Okay. Okay. Uh, who, who do you got first, Tom? In first, no, first oh. one's Greg in Pewaukee. Greg. Hey, Greg. Good morning. Hello. Hi, I'm I'm oh. Greg from Milwaukee. Oh, Milwaukee. from Milwaukee. Oh, it's Greg from Milwaukee. I gotta change that. I gotta write this down. All right, Greg. Well, uh, Kansas City is favored by one and a half. The sharp money when I was going on Kansas City, uh, they they call it the sharps, but I, you wonder sometimes how sharp they really are. Mm -hmm. Uh 
So the question is, who do you like? I like Kansas City. All right. Sam? I like uh, San Francisco to cover. Okay. Bushy? Kansas City. Yeah, and I, I like Kansas City as well. So you're an automatic winner. All right. <laughs> you can you can do no no worse than tie us. So, all right. Uh, no, what? I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Stay on Damn. the line so Need we can address. get your info. Okay. All righty. Thank you. All right. Thanks. And uh, who do you got next? We got next one is Jack in Pewaukee. Jack. Good morning, Jack. Hello. All right. You the, the under over is fifty four in the big game tomorrow. What do you think it's going to be? I think it's going over. Last year was a bummer game, very low scoring. Mm-hmm. I think this year it's it's going to be a shootout. All right. And, uh, Sam, what do you think? I'm going to go over as well. Okay, Danny? I'm going to go over as well. Well, you're an automatic winner because I guarantee it's going to be under. It, Guaranteed. It, I tell you what, it's going to go over by like one it, point at the very <laughs> end of the game. It'll start out slow the first it, half, and then it'll be like a snowball rolling downhill yeah, second that's half. That's all that matters. It could it's happen. all that matters. Well, you got to stay on the line, okay, Jack, and we're going to get your uh, info, and you'll be getting that $10 gift certificate at Curly's Waterfront Pub, okay? Thanks a lot. Sure. Thank right, you. Take care, Hold man. on. All right. So so you're thinking over by a, by a, a mouse hair. I'm thinking under by a mouse hair. You know, in other words, I think the total might be around mouse that. Hair. Mouse hair. might be like 50, 52, 53. I think it's going to be just under. You think it's going to be just over. Right. So, in other words, it's going to be around 54, give or take a few. <laughs> yeah. Well, it'll be a great game. Oh, it's going to be a good game. See, this is what I'm looking at. You know, we know that San Francisco has got a very good defense. Okay. And they're they're mainly a running team. So they're going to burn up a lot of the clock. Okay. Garoppolo only throws the ball when he has to throw it. Otherwise, they're a running team. So they burn up the clock, less time for more plays, you know, to happen, for touchdowns to happen. Now, on the other side, you've got Andy Reid, who I like. Okay. And I, I hope he wins. Uh, but, you know, their defense in the second half of the year really came on. Their defense isn't too shabby either, but I think their offense is just a little bit better. But they rely, it seems like, more on the passing game than oh, the yeah. running game. So I think the defenses, if they kind of uh, counterdict each other, whatever, you know, where <laughs> I think it might keep it a little bit lower scoring. Fact of the matter, should be a great game. Nobody yeah. nobody really knows. No, nobody, nobody does. really knows. Uh, initially you might say, well, I'm going to go for the the great great quarterbacks win championships. Well, then you go with Mahomes and KC. But then if you say defenses win championships, yep. Yep. then you go with um San Francisco. I find it rather ironic, Tom, in that it seemed like I don't know, maybe even 10 years ago that we were talking about the days of the the great defenses and the big defenses like like that was over the defenses win championships because the league had gotten more wide open more passing more mm-hmm. scoring uh protecting the quarterbacks uh making it harder on defenses to manhandle receivers and all of a sudden everybody's it, it, you know scoring more and and uh but it seems like defenses have caught up again all mm-hmm. of a sudden there are you know def- if you get four guys 
who can rush the quarterback and put pressure on a quarterback, I don't care how good the quarterback is and his receivers and weapons. Yeah, if he doesn't have time. He doesn't. I mean, they make everybody, I mean, every quarterback, I don't matter, no matter how great they are, they start looking pretty pedestrian when all of a sudden they got all this pressure in their face. That's right. It kind of puts them down, you know, to a little bit more lower lower level there of functioning. So, yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting. Yeah, they've yeah. they've built a great they've built a great defense there in San Francisco. Yeah. I don't think I guess uh, John Lynch. I mean, he's done a good job. Gotta jo- give him a lot of done credit. Done a good job there, but evidently he's one of the finalists for the uh, Hall of Fame. I think I think John Lynch is is one of them, and I really don't think that John Lynch is a Hall of Fame defensive back. I no. you know I sure no. hope. No. Leroy, don't we find out tonight whether yep. Leroy makes it or not? Yep. So I sure I sure hope the guy makes it. Yep, me too. I sure hope so. So all right. Okay. Um I was gonna say that um I can't remember what I was gonna say. I find that happens a lot as I get older. Um I walk damn. into a room I oh, and I don't I even know why I'm in there. The the guy the, the I I read something <laughs> online the other day. Yeah. One guy put five hundred thousand dollars, and actually, when you bid in Vegas, you gotta pay the ten, juice. You gotta pay the juice up front. So five hundred and fifty thousand dollars on San Francisco, and that moved the line up a half a point. Well, not only did he put a half a million down, another guy put two hundred and fifty thousand, and another guy put a hundred thousand. So that it, the line was. San, uh, uh, what do you, KC by one? Right. It moved it up to KC by, no, no, I take it back. They put it on KC, so San Francisco got an extra half a point. Okay, they they moved up. Uh, they so moved people, up the line. People betting that much money. If I you know got, that's if, crazy. If you got that much money, you don't need to be betting. Exactly. Just keep your money and be happy. Exactly. Yeah, go I golfing. Mean, well, well, he could bet. Book a fishing trip. Uh, Bet bet a hundred bucks, you know. I mean, just for the excitement of it, maybe. But a half a million dollars doesn't Ryan or about? Oh he, yeah, he's, he's a, a big gambler. See all over this one. They all are in the morning show. Who who did they pick? Who's uh, have you been listening to the morning show? I want to know what the I don't know the brain trust of those guys. I mean, <laughs> the brain know, trust. The brain trust of the Ryan and uh, no, I don't know who Mark they favor. And but Chuck. Chuck. They're they're going over like a bunch of prop bets yesterday. Oh, those prop bets are fun. Oh, yeah. How about Billy? Fun. What's he got going? I don't know. I haven't heard. Who's Billy going with? I don't know. I don't know. I got another job. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, me too. Uh, the coin flip, that's always a good one. Heads or tails? You know, there's a 50-50 shot for you. Best odds in the game in the in, as far as prop bets, best odds. Well, not the best because there's a lot of other ones too. The under-overs are always 50-50s. Okay. Well, actually, all of them are 50-50s, aren't they? I think they're all 50-50. Well, as long as when they sing the national anthem, like oh. you said, they don't go at the end. When they go to the home of the brave and they and go. They and they last for like two and minutes. The home of the brave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they keep going. Well, some of these, they, they it's the Let's whole get, song they just keep just doing it. it. You know, the best person I think I ever heard sung was that one 
was it a little girl that would sing? Uh, oh, yeah. I've she, heard, I heard her. her sing at the national yeah. anthem. Oh, uh, yeah. She does it for the Milwaukee Bucks yeah. just all the time. Belt it out, yeah. strong and beautiful. Keep it simple. The one who did but it. It's not about when you start going all the. Yeah, it's, it's, then it's becoming about you. Yeah, it's exactly. not about the song and right, the country. Right. Ooh, it's, that was beautifully they, spoken right yeah, there. It just right. hit me like an epiphany, like a diamond. Do you want me to me like, like, grab forehead. that as a soundbite? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, save that as. Say less. Yeah, you know, it's 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 like these people, like you said, they want to make it about them and what they're doing rather Look than the way the Look song was written. Singing it super but you know cool. who did it really nice according to the song and all that one time was this country singer, the redheaded gal, Reba McIntyre. Reba. She did it normal, like and it's she like it boy, I like that one, you know. Good job, Reebs. And I'm sure, you know, anybody who does it normal, I like. These ones that just go oh on forever. And you know, there's a prop bet how long it'll last. Is there a prop bet on whether over. they'll forget the words? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's one on that, too. You better believe it. Like, who forgot the words that one year? Oh, man. Was wasn't it, it up in a green? But wasn't it at a... No. No, wasn't no. It, it was a big game. It was a big game. And it was a... Was it a chick or a guy? It was a female. I can't remember. It was a female. It was, it was, it was a female. Recent. Yeah. It was definitely a female. I thought and, it was a dude. No, definitely a female. Oh, a dude might have done it, too. But I remember the female forgetting the words. Oh, Roseanne Barr did one time when she was at a baseball game yeah. out there in Why California. Why would they have Roseanne Barr singing? I know she because she can't sing. She 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 couldn't sing. She was just hollering it out, and then she forgot what the hell to holler. <laughs> there's oh. there's a prop bet too that one of the teams will like put together a scoring drive, you know, quicker than it takes to sing the anthem. <laughs> there's like, yeah, that's any, funny. That's any, funny. Anything and everything you can think of. There's yeah. a bet for it. How many you, jets will fly over? There's you, even one three or like, four. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, like, if you look on the pages, I mean, there are literally pages of prop bets. Just, it's crazy how many there there are. So many different ones, and I mean, you know, and if you wanted to have fun, you could bet like a a dollar. On each one, <laughs> you just go through a bunch of them, and and you know the problem thing is is you probably end up fifty fifty. You know, remember how John used to bet under and overs? He'd take all sixteen games that week, all the overs, <laughs> and he'd usually end up fifty fifty. And then the even. next week he'd do no, all sixteen all the, under. unders, exactly all the unders, and it's like, oh man, it's <laughs> John was funny. And then he claim, I never win at this. <laughs> he was funny, man. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, uh, it was good. Anyway, but anyway, we got to go to a break. When, we're, we're running overtime. When but, we come back, yeah, Tom, yeah, I, I'm I'm going to have a little game. Uh oh, oh yeah, it's going to be identify, name that wildlife sound. You heard and, of name that tune? Yeah. Okay, you're going to have to name the wildlife sound. Yeah, and you're not going to win anything. No, I'm asking you. You're, oh, yeah, I'm me. Telling you. you're, gonna... you're the contestant. Oh, I thought we'd have contestants. Well, maybe guess this. if you miss it, maybe someone can call. Okay. What you... uh, real quick, our yeah. guy, Robin Walkshaw, just called in. Uh, Christina Aguilera. Oh, she was the one who missed yeah, it. Yeah, and I, I think it was for the Packers Super Bowl. That's what I thought. Oh, okay. Yeah. Packers Super Bowl. Yeah, Christine. Super Bowl XLV, right? Yeah. Christina Aguilera. Well, she better bone up yeah, on that. she was okay looking. We'll forgive her for that. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, all right. So, folks, I mean, if you want to play, folks, guess against me, that's fine. 799-1250. We're gonna, not going to win anything? But you're not going to win a darn thing. Oh. It's just for fun. Oh, it's just to see how— Unless how, you got something you want to give away. Why don't you give away some musky lures? I don't have any musky lures <laughs> to yeah, give away. You, okay. Don't you have any— How about, Sam, how about, Sam. A, how about a crisp high five? Yeah. 
Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Sam, in his apartment, he's got those. You know, the, you ever see those wash racks where you hang uh, stuff on? You yeah. know, they're tiered. Well, got Bushy's got them like seven feet high, nine feet long, and they're just row after row after and row of musky lures. Man, I yeah. have over the place. I <laughs> say, hey, honey, so you so want to see my? Share, you don't want to share one of those with the audience. Super cowgirl. You don't want to share one with the audience. Hey man, chicks dig the dish racks, all right? It's the it's the lures uh, they dig. Yeah. 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 All right. Let's play this game. 799-1250 if you wanna like go against me. We'll be right back. All right. That's the way you do it. Play the wildlife on the cutting edge outdoors and see if you can identify this sound. Now we got gonna, a player? Yeah. No? no. Okay. So you're going to hold that up to the mic, right? I'm going to hold this you're to the well, mic. Okay. I'm going to play a song. I'm going to play a sound, a wildlife sound. Okay. And we're going to see if you can get it. I'm okay. going to start out easy. All right. And then we'll go from there. Hold on. Let me get the volume at the right. It's volume. Okay. Here we go, Tom. Identify this wildlife. That's a crow. Okay, you're one for one. All righty. You're okay. I'm hot. You're hot. Okay. All right, hold on. Call me butter because I'm on a roll. Whatever, dude. Let me just get to the next one here. (laughs) Sam liked that one. All right. All right. I don't think I've ever heard that one. You Really? Yeah. Oh, you're a young guy. Yeah. That's an old one, actually. Call me butter because I'm on a roll. All right, here. I'm going to see if I can quiet him down over here for you, Sam. Here we go. A flock of geese? All right. You're two for two. Oh, oh, oh. good was, thing nobody's playing against me. That wasn't any goose. That was the wily snow goose. Okay, hold I knew on. That. I knew that. No, you didn't. You have a... <laughs> hold on one second. Okay, here we go. Here okay, we go. here we go. It's a squirrel. <laughs> it's you pulling out your wallet. So tight you can shoot. <laughs> it's a that's a rodent in distress. Uh, well, that, then I'm right. A squirrel is a rodent. Judge, what do you think? Do you a squirrel it? is a rodent. Get it? Judge, a squirrel is a rodent. It's a tree, we'll it's a tree it, rat. A squirrel, we'll give it to you. We'll give it. We'll give it to you. It's a tree rat. All right, okay. all right. You got it. You're three for three. <laughs> three for three. Wow. No okay. wonder nobody called to try to play this against me. Okay, here we go. Uh oh. I know I'm going to lose one. Ooh, no, you're a genius, Tom. Here we go. What the heck? Okay, here we go. A woodchuck. <laughs> okay, that's a woodpecker in oh. distress. Oh, wow. Do I get half a point? I go no, add wood in there. No, you keep track you of this. Wait a minute. Is he three and one or three? No, I think, three, four, four. I think I'm three and a yeah, half. That means he's got three right and one wrong. Yeah, yeah. three for four. Two ways of saying it. Yeah, yeah three, three for and four. one, three for four. Yeah, well, okay, I, think just I, should, oh, I think I should be three and a half and one half. Quit whining. I got a half. Keep going. All right, here we go. It's a rabbit. Nancy oh. Pelosi after they don't impeach Trump. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. <laughs> it's a fawn in distress. A fawn? Fawn in distress. Uh-oh. I lost one there. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Doesn't You're, sound like uh, any fawn I ever heard. Three for five there, Sam. I am. Here we go. 
Boy, what the heck? Think, is think, that? listen. It sounds familiar. Is that a, some kind of bird in distress? No, that was a coyote pup in distress. Oh, coyote mm-hmm. pup. Yep, pup in distress. We should, we should let a caller pick one. 799-1250. They'll never Come get on, this. caller. They'll never get this next one. Come on, caller. Get no, somebody give a call. See if you no, can guess one. No, Bushy, no Bushy is way. challenging you that you'll never yeah. guess it. Come on, folks. Prove them wrong. Prove them that you're a semi-genius. Well... <laughs> If we don't get a caller, we'll let you just let we'll let well, you just we'll start let me do it. sully your record there a little yeah, bit. Because right now I'm three, three and three. I'm even. Is it three and three? Yeah, yeah. I think I'm even. Three and three, or three, three out six, of six. However you want to say that. it. Three you know? out of six there. Three. I like the three and three better. That doesn't sound as bad. <laughs> well, you're batting five hundred right now, Tom. Well, that's okay for a major leaguer. But I gave you the easy ones to start with. And you kind thought of, those were easy? Kind of the same as UW Badger football okay. schedule. They we give you the easy ones to start with, and then you roll from okay. there. So we we got somebody who oh we had somebody who was ready ready to put their reputation on the line, but I guess Could we just got be a wrong number. I guess we got a bunch of chicken wimps out there who don't want to put their rep. They don't want to go up against the Bushmaster over here. Come on, grow a pair. <laughs> Now okay. I'm really ticking off the whole audience. So here we go. <laughs> All right. All right. I guess I'll do it. Give you the next one here. Could be Pelosi again. Oh, my goodness. Well, that last one was, uh, that's a fox. Jack Rabbit in distress. Oh, Jack Rabbit. Oh. Guess what? We got a couple of callers. All right. They're ready to put their reputation. Oh, the one of them hung up right now. Almost away. out of sounds. <laughs> That's all right. Okay. Yeah, wait a minute. We're going to get somebody what kind on of the mindless. Air. Ooh, here's a good one. Oh, here's a good one. Okay. <laughs> Who do we got? What kind of mindless? Mike in West Dallas. Hey, good morning, Mike in West Dallas. Uh, hey. I grew up here, but I had to get them from my wife. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> Why, she stole them from you? <laughs> He's right next to me. Okay. Oh, boy. Okay, well, here you go. All right. Danny's going to play Identify it now. Identify this sound. Here we go. What do you That's think that is, Mike? That's a bird, and I think it's a, I think it's a raven. Nope. Cottontail in distress. Oh, too bad. Here, we'll give you another one. You want one more? Sure, why not? All right. Here, here, I'll give you. Here you go. That should be an easy one. I think I might know that one. That's emergency vehicle. Dude. Okay, now do you want to try an animal? Oh, let's see. I don't know. That's pretty baffling to me. I think it's a wolf. Yeah, no, that's, no? A, that's a coyote howl. And it's interesting that you say that, Mike, because you realize that if an emergency vehicle goes down a country road making the siren that packs of coyotes will start howling. Really? It gets oh, really? them going. They go nuts. Wow. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, we got. Well, thanks for calling, Mike. That was a good chat. Appreciate it. All right, guys. Have a nice day. All right, bye now. We yeah, got. They, yeah, yeah. They go crazy, man. Really? Oh, I've been in a deer stand. Mike, Mike Scalander. We'd hear it. The whole really? pack would open up. It was kind of creepy. Huh. All right. Well, when we come back, you're going to play a few more. Yeah, we got a few more here. Okay. When we come back from the that break, if you want to take right a guess. You can give us a call at 414-799-1250. We'll be back in about three minutes or so, so stay tuned, folks, here on the Skipper Buds, Cutting Edge Outdoors. Sure, do it. All right, we got an email. Hot off the press. Yeah, here we go. Um, Just make sure it doesn't say anything about the big game. Right. And use the wrong words. Right. This is uh, John writes us, my first and last muskie. I was bass fishing a 200-acre lake in Oneida County with two friends. I was using, you know, a medium action spin with eight-pound line, number three hook, seven-inch plastic worm. After I ca- after a cast, I thought thought I hooked onto a log and started pulling to free the hook. That's when the logs, or it, started pulling back. Soon I saw the fish swim about 20 feet from the boat, which, you know, from his boat, and said to my friends, oh, man, there's no way I'm going to get this fish in. After 20 minutes or so, I guess he didn't have a net because a neighbor came out in his boat, which was bigger, and he had a net. So the, this guy... John stepped, he says, I stepped out of my boat into the other bigger boat with the guy who had the net. The fish stayed tight to the bottom, never made a run. It never made a run. I just kept constant pressure, back reeled when needed. After almost an hour and yards of line, uh, following him around slowly, came up and were able to see him. He was hooked way back in the joint of his mouth and could not believe, I could not believe that the line didn't break or get bit off. This was September of 1996 and a day I will never forget. I took fourth place in the Oneida County Muskie Challenge. That's they take the 10 yep, biggest, yep. okay? He took fourth place and and he was and he says and I was bass fishing, laugh out loud. The size of the fish 49 and a half inches, just shy of 30 pounds. My first and last Muskie. Hey. <laughs> I think it's funny that he's got to step out of his boat into the other guy's boat. Why didn't the other guy just give him his net? Well, that was going to be my question, <laughs> yeah. but, I mean, that was 20 years ago, so. Yeah, so who knows? Who knows? It kind of yeah. reminds me of my my uh, brother Jim, or I can't remember which brother was doing what. One of my brothers was reeling in a muskie. The other one took the 22 out of the tackle box where years ago that was legal. Right. So it started shooting at the head of the muskie and shot the hook right out of its mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of the biggest smallmouth uh-huh. I ever saw in my life was uh, in the Suamico River three years ago. I and my brother were launching to go muskie fishing in September, and some guy was fishing along the shore, and he hooked a giant smallmouth, and he didn't have a net, and he asked us if we could net it, so we actually drove over in the boat to the side of the wall yeah. by the shore where he was fishing and, and netted it for the guy, and the thing had to be at least 22, I want to think. I think the guy measured it and said 23 inches once he got it on the shore. Monster Smalley. But, yeah, yeah, we netted it from the boat, and he's fishing from shore. Okay. So, yeah. Well, congratulations. Yeah. That was John. You know, speaking of Smalley's, my biggest one was 23 inches. Now, people ask me how, how much did it weigh. I don't know. I didn't weigh it. Right. I know it was over six, but 
more than likely it was over seven. It was it was a monster, and it was caught on camera doing a TV show, from cast to catch, all on camera. That talk about luck, right? But I saw one on Oconomowoc Lake, and I caught that fish on Oconomowoc Lake. Yeah. But I saw one on Oconomowoc Lake. At first, I thought it was a carp. I mean, I, I I never caught it. I just saw it. It was following my bucktail. That was even bigger than that twenty-three incher. That was. I thought, like I said, I thought it was a carp. I saw, I, and it was like, oh my lord, look at the size of that thing. I was with oh. my buddy. Uh, this is almost twenty years ago. I was with my buddy Jerry on Oconomowoc in fall, and same thing, Tom. We went into the shallows, and yeah. I looked down, and I said to Jerry, "I said, what are those? A couple of carp?" And he goes, <laughs> "He goes, those are smallies, dude. <laughs> that, yeah, there's some huge. They, they got some huge ones out there, but fish. so does Pewaukee." Let's not forget P.Y. They got some huge ones out there, too. All right, let's hear some more sounds. Let's see how how I can can embarrass myself. See if you can get this one. Okay. All right, here we go. So I'm going to tell you the species, Tom. Oh, you are. Why? But what what type vocalization is this? What What do you mean? What does it mean? What What is this coyote saying or doing? Okay, what is this coyote saying or doing? Okay, here we go. Okay. What time is dinner, honey? <laughs> that close, close. That's a female invitation. Oh, so like if you were a male coyote right now, yeah, you'd be really you'd run over there. You'd be yeah. really excited, dude. Oh, you'd be running over there because that female. Yep, I remember. She was hot to trot, huh? Man, I remember those days, the good old days. So here's a, another one right along that line. This is another coyote. What coyote sound is this? Here we go. A hurt coyote. A coyote in distress. Is that all there is? That's a coyote challenge. Oh. Like, if you heard that, Tom, you'd be putting on your gloves and you'd be throwing hands. Okay, because that's a coyote challenge. That's like saying, like, this this, this one female that just gave the invitation, well, don't even think about coming over here because I got this. I'm going to bite you. Okay. And, oh, here's one. Here's one. You like music, Tom? Oh, sure. Of okay, course. Okay, here we I go. Do. You're going to like this. You like music, Wes? Absolutely. Okay, here we go. Wes? Now, <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that the one of the coyotes following the am- it's, ambulance? It's a coyote. Well, that's what they do. That's what it sounds like when right. the ambulance and Nelson hear them go. Yeah. But this particular one. Here we go. I mentioned music is your hint. It's uh, music that starts with uh, S. It's a coyote. Sing along. No, close. Keep coming. Symphony. Symphony. Not that's music. It's a singing, but not. I don't it's know. It's a coyote serenade. Oh, Tom, a serenade. serenade. Well, that's like a symphony. Rhymes with lemonade, <laughs> serenade. Oh, yeah. Well, why didn't you give me that clue? Rhymes with lemonade. You never would have got it anyway. Oh, yeah. I no, you know, not a chance. No, you wouldn't have got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so now you see oh. why I don't ever shoot any coyotes. Well, didn't you tell me this, this story? This group of sounds is not working yeah. for me. Didn't you tell me a while back you, you had that playing the distressed rabbit? And you and your buddy were sitting, it was out in the middle of a field, and you guys were sitting in the tree line, 
Okay. And an owl came down and grabbed yes, your yes. your thing. That was that was with <laughs> Scott, my buddy Scott. And we sat out at night. We were in this trailer. It was like six below zero, and it was terribly cold. So we had this speaker that he borrowed, yeah. right? And we had the remote, and we had the speaker like sitting out in the snow, and we're sitting there shivering. And all of a sudden, I never saw it land, but my buddy Scott goes, "What the hell is that?" And I look, and there's this big dark thing. It right next to the call, and and uh, I realized it's a giant great horned owl. Wow. Now I was wow. scared it was going to grab the call, yeah, the, and fly off with this guy's hundred dollar call that we borrowed. Yeah. So I'm like, shut it off, shut it off, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, That's funny. actually, I did call in a hawk last yeah. week. And so every time I That's do pretty call, cool. oh, I've had hawks come in. The hawks will come come in they'll and land look, in a tree. Oh, they'll land and look at it. Oh, yeah, one landed it then, and yeah. was looking. And then I told you I had that little furry thing kind of shaking around. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. was afraid it was going to steal that and fly off with it. Oh, well, yeah, you don't want them to do that. You don't want it's them to steal gonna that. It's never going to work. I'm never going to shoot a coyote well, calling you know, them in. It's just we, not going to happen. You know, I'm telling Danny, you know, in these slow months, and we didn't even get on the ice fishing. I was going to call my son and... Get his hot tips on ice fishing. We got to do it next week. We, I'm telling you, th- these shows have been not only have they been going by fast, but they've been very fun. I hope the audience enjoys them as much as I have been. Yeah, hopefully we're not too crazy here. So, but we do appreciate our listeners out there. This is kind of a tough time of year. A lot of people really aren't doing much. Kind of cold and dreary, but we appreciate you guys getting up and listening on a Saturday morning. And that's all I got. Me too. To all the listeners, thanks for listening. And God bless and stay free, everyone. You've been listening to Skibber Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Enjoy the bowl tomorrow. We'll talk to you next week, my friends. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.